Nine hours ago, Gareth Whitley was arraigned for murder. Eight hours ago, we left Elk Meadows. Six hours ago, the air conditioning in Ben's car shut off. And two hours ago, we got stuck in this traffic. Since then, we'd move half a mile. What the hell are you doing? I'm driving. You should try it sometime. Oh, funny. Yeah, I thought so. Thanks. Oh, well, you're so welcome. No, no, you're too kind. Where are you heading? Going downtown. Oh. We were in Los Angeles. This is Sydney Bell, and you're listening to The Hunt. Thursday, October 3rd, 9 a.m., five days after Sarah Kovacs' murder. I'm Dex Bidley Ramirez Kim, and this is Spice News, where we tap into raw, progressive, and totally edgy stories with a boots-on-the-ground, deep-dive style that other news outlets are too old or out of touch to understand. Today, the murder of Sarah Kovacs. I'm walking down the street in Elk Meadows, just me and my cameraman Steve, who I always talk to, but for some reason never Mike. It's the morning of the arraignment of Gareth Whitley, and I want to see just how much this murder case has torn apart this once close-knit community. I can already feel the tension in the air. It's crazy. I can't even believe this shit. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, what's that, Steve? Oh, yeah, by the playground. Oh, I see her. Miss! 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 Excuse me, miss! Can I have a word? Uh, okay. What is your name? Elizabeth Sue. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yes, yes. And are you going to the arraignment today? I'm five and three quarters. Okay, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yes, 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 yes. And how has this case changed you on a fundamental level? I'm going to play on the swings now. Bye. Wow. Did you get that? wouldn't even answer the question. Wouldn't even answer the fucking question. It's fucking crazy. Steve was right. This place was like Soviet Russia. Or what I assume Soviet Russia was like since it collapsed ten years before I was born. If we were going to get some real answers, I'd need to offer the townspeople something in return. Organic Switchels and Jewel Pods? Organic Switchels and Jewel Pods. All you gotta do is talk to me. Oh, you, you, sir, you, sir. What do you know about the man on trial today? Gareth Whitley? Oh, yeah, that guy's guilty as hell. I mean, the ballistics matched his gun, right? But you tried to throw away, like, some kind of prom baby. I can't believe he didn't just cover the body in sodium hydroxide lye to dissolve its remains while masking the stench. What a noob. How has the case affected my life? Traffic is way worse. Like, two more minutes to my commute. Maybe three. I started to boycott Whitley and Beckett's bath products. But then I couldn't shower, so I stopped. 
Has the grotesque nature of this crime negatively shaped my opinion of small-town America in today's polarizing political climate? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? If I say yes, do I get another jewel pod? How can a climate be political when all climates are warming? 420. Finally, after two whole hours of investigation, we had some answers. But we were just scratching the surface of the town's ugly veneer, just grazing the open nerve of this broken community. So naturally, our work here was done. All right, let's hit the road, Steve. Time to get blazed and listen to folk music. Yeah, I hear there's a dispensary off Highway 9 that has some dope tinctures. We'll write this off on our invoices. Let's go, go, go! Okay, everyone, settle down. Well, let's get this thing started. For such a modern and wealthy town, the courthouse of Elk Meadows seemed to be stuck in the 70s. Long wooden panels, unflattering off-yellow wallpaper, lots of beige in places where beige had no business being, which, if we're being honest, is like all places. But perhaps the courthouse's state of disrepair, its blemish on the nose of the otherwise pristine Elk Meadows was due to how little it was used. The town simply didn't have much crime. So naturally, they hadn't prepared for the courthouse and its terribly drab decor to garner much attention. And they certainly hadn't prepared for Gareth Whitley's arraignment or the circus that followed it. My client won't be answering any questions at this time. Well, then what about you, Miss Reynolds? What do you have to say about your client's arraignment? The same thing we said inside. That Gareth is innocent, and we're ready to prove that in the court of law. Tanner! Tanner! Do you do yoga? You are the How has the Whitley and Beckett Company been handling this tragedy? Tragedy is your word, not mine. But a woman was murdered. Oh, right, right. I thought... Uh... Whitley and Becky continues to stand strong and gather information and would like to send out its thoughts and prayers at this time. To whom exactly? Oh, well, the, the people. And also the victims and mass shootings. And Delaney Rose, you seem to be taking this arraignment in stride, even sponsoring the podcast that's been following the case. I'm heartbroken. I just choose to express that emotion internally. And to focus that life energy into other means, such as marketing my brand. How do you think your father will fare at the trial? I have faith in the justice system and the good people of the jury. Until then, I'll be focusing on meditation, relaxation, and sleep. With help from the aloe-infused oil extraction masks from Shimmer by Delaney Rose. I think that's enough questions for the day. As Miss Reynolds and the Whitley family continued down the stairs of the courthouse, the swarm of reporters followed suit, like a human amoeba slithering down the steps. Or like a swarm of flies following a like rotten fruit that's moving for some reason. So like like rotten fruit in a like a like a push cart. That's Ben, my partner. He's a top-notch PI and an average describer. 
Or maybe one of those trucks carrying porta potties. But they'd probably clean those actually before moving them. As Gareth Whitley was stuffed into the back of a cruiser and sent back to jail, the rest of his team dispersed by their own means. Miss Reynolds into her white Maybach, Delaney Rose into her silver Bentley, and Tanner into his black Rolls Royce. Driven, of course, by his friend slash driver, Arnov. Assad, dude. Yeah, I can't imagine parking 800 grand worth of cars next to each other is going to help with the public sympathy vote. Hello, Sydney Bell speaking. <gasps> See, I told you this was live. No way, there she is. Oh, small tape delay, though. Excuse me? Check out the switchboard. Ben directed me to the production van beside us and to the monitor showing the live feed that was being broadcast from our location. In the foreground, the Whitley family piled into their luxury cars. But in the back corner of the frame, there I was, on the phone. And wow, I really do slouch too much. Oh, man. We're gonna be on the podcast. I can't believe it. I can't believe she'd wear those pants with that top. Okay, I'm sorry, who are you? Just fans of the podcast. Huge fans. The hugest fans. Yeah, just wanted to give a shout out to the two on three. And big ups to our fan back home on the East Coast. Well, Ohio, but that's like the East Coast of the Midwest. Just, just, just hang up the phone, Sid. Oh, and also, we wanted to tell you that we're Sarah Kovac's roommates. What? Yeah, she totally didn't live in Elk Meadows. Mm-hmm, she was our roommate down here in L.A. Well, ex-roommate. Yep, because apparently she's dead. Sad. Totes sad. Wait, wait, wait. This is huge. This, please, tell me everything. Oh, we'd be happy to. If you come down here and meet us in person. You can't be serious. Oh, we're very serious. Our place is great. In the heart of Hollywood, walking distance from downtown. <sighs> if you walk fast. Yeah, and for like an hour. Oh, kill me. Okay, how do we know it'd be worth the drive and that you're even telling the truth? I'm gonna text you something. If it interests you, then come on down and meet us. And I think you'll be interested. Totes interested. What they send? I don't know. It looks like a video. Oh my god. You're sure this is cool? Holy shit. Yeah, that's what I thought. So there we were, in Los Angeles half an hour from the illegally subdivided three-bedroom apartment where Sarah Kovacs once lived. Actually, 45 minutes. Are you serious? Yeah, because there's a crash on the 5 or 4 or 5 or, or, or whatever. It would turn out to be closer to an hour. But either way, Sarah's two roommates, Kara and Jaden, insisted on meeting us in person. Because, and I quote... Our voices sound better in person, and we can't be losing out on that voice acting money. Pixar, you heard? And because they said they had physical evidence that we'd want to see. And after the video they'd shown us, that was a claim we were inclined to believe. The footage of the video was a little grainy, and shot vertically, and on an old phone. And it's poorly lit. But despite all of that, there was one thing that was perfectly clear from the start. Oh my god, you're sure this is cool? That woman talking? 
That's Sarah Kovacs. Like, if I'm going to eat this thing, the detergent better not kill me. Her hair's been cut, and she's got a nose stud and a few earrings, but it's definitely Sarah. It's fine. The box says it's organic. Yeah, and no artificial colorings or scents. And those two voices coming from off-camera? Those are Kara and Jaden, the roommates who just called me. Okay, just give me that pop-off to chase it with. And that's where the video cut out. For the entirety of this case, we'd been unable to locate any of Sarah's pictures, videos, or friends from the past three years. Her life after Indiana was a dead end for the authorities, for the defense, and a giant missing link between Sarah's past and her new life on the West Coast. But now, we had this video. Sarah Kovacs eating a Tide Pod. And two people who had proof of being her close friends. We still had a lot of questions, but now we were only 15 to 35 minutes away from finding some answers. Well, this is it. Please tell me you're kidding. No, I, I, I think this is right. I mean, at least this is the address they gave us. I am not stepping foot in that building. There you two are! Welcome to the city of Antalas. Uh. As agreed upon on the phone, both Kara and Jaden were waiting for us at the address they'd given. Come in, come in! We're just right through that door, but to the left of the hallway, because on the right is a pawn shop, and that guy, like, hates us. Although, unlike they'd said, that address wasn't for their apartment. Welcome to the guy who played Principal Peabody in Back to the Future, School of Screen Acting. It is a great program. They teach us all types of acting. Personally, I like to focus on comedy, but I also delve into other genres. Like, serious. You mean drama? Oh, no, 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 no. We don't do theater work. Yeah. In order to best replicate acting for the screen, we only act in front of literal screens, not our classmates. Or people in general. We record ourselves on these iPads, and the teaching is done via Skype. But that doesn't mean we're not dedicated to our craft. Mm -hmm. Kara's a fan of the method. I am. I even bought a cat to feed so I could regularly practice those feeding movements. You know, scoop, dump, scoop, dump. In case I get that Purina commercial. Which it didn't. Nope. And the cat died. But rejection is part of the business. Oh, it's a method for growth. And we've grown a ton in the past few years. A ton. Why the fuck did you tell us to drive ten hours down here to the shittiest part of Hollywood with nothing but 15 minutes street parking for blocks to see your dumb fuck acting class? Great anger. Authentic. Someone has a future in show business. Oh my god, he would be perfect for the role of Angry Cop 2 or Angry Cop 3, but 2 has one more line of dialogue. For serious though? Do you have representation? <laughs> but for serious, for serious, we did call you here for a reason. Kara and Jaden gave us the grand tour of their school, taking us through the narrow hallway of drywall, past the not even remotely soundproof recording rooms, and into a small IKEA furnished kitchen its walls adorned with posters. Every year, we write and shoot our own web series pilots for our final. We make these posters to increase awareness. Recognize anyone? And on the giant, cheaply made poster above the sink, in a low-cut nightgown and poorly photoshopped over a dark forest, 
was Sarah Kovacs. And while the video we'd seen had been grainy, this poster of Sarah really showed just how much she had changed since that senior portrait the news kept showing. Her hair, her piercings, and even, to some extent, her facial structure. Oh yeah, your girl got some work done. But this giant woman on the poster was definitely Sarah Kovacs. And the biggest shocker? Stretched across the bottom of the image, overlapping her legs, in green and yellow Comic Sans font, was the name of this leading actress. And it wasn't Sarah Kovacs. Lady and gentlemen, meet our sadly deceased former roommate, Zoe Potts. The Hunt, question mark, is brought to you by fledgling actors Kara Cage and Jaden Fire, who we gifted this ad spot in exchange for more information on Sarah Kovacs. I'm Kara. And I'm Jaden. And we're here to tell you about a killer project that we're writing, directing, producing, editing, and eventually distributing to a major motion picture company for billions of dollars. But first, we need your help. Our epic steampunk space opera reimagining of a gender-swapped Taming of the Shrew is a woke, timely, and relevant story that needs to be told. We've already written it ourselves and casted it with ourselves, but we need your generous crowdfunding donations to get us over the hump. We fully believe in this project, so we've already put in $43 of our own hard-earned money to seed this thing. All we're asking from you is to help get us into production with the last $199,999,957. Plus publicity and advertising. And startup funds for an attached line of toys. If you support diverse filmmakers, hashtag resist the forces that keep us down in Hollywood and donate at www.theshrewtamesback.com backslash about backslash crowdfunding backslash donate backslash index dash 356w dot. And don't just talk about change. Show Show us your change. And also give us your change, like with the donations. So Sarah changed her name? That's Gareth. We called him from the road while en route to Sarah, or I guess Zoe's former apartment. Not legally, it's only her stage name. Which is why Zoe didn't show up on any legal docs. And since her roommates never knew her by Sarah, why they hadn't contacted us earlier. Well, that and because they're idiots. They don't have TV, watch the news, or read. Just like in general. But they love the podcast. So they didn't realize that Sarah and Zoe were the same person until they saw a picture of Sarah in a BuzzFeed quiz called Which Gruesomely Murdered Girl Is Your Spirit Animal? Again, because they're idiots. That does help explain why none of her friends or family have heard from her in years. And why none of them can account for her whereabouts, relationships, or anything of legal relevancy. That's Miss Reynolds, Gareth's attorney. If she had cut everyone off and started going by Zoe the second she moved out here, the only way anyone would have found out she was Sarah was if she became a big enough star to get attention and... Yeah. The only role she's gotten was from that web series she did for class. It's called Brainy Babes and is described as girls but with my friends and with a mystical element for universe building. That's literally in the logline. 
Right, you sent us the link. Didn't love it. Yeah, terrible lighting. And the sound quality. I thought it was okay. <clears throat> it was slowly starting to make sense. The little girl from New Chesterton, Indiana, who had starred in the town musical of Cats, who had grown up and followed her acting dream to LA, and who, in doing so, had discarded her family, friends, and identity to begin her new life as a movie star. But fame and fortune never came. At least not while she was alive. They don't seem very upset about Sarah. Her roommates? Maybe they're hiding it because they're such great actors. I mean, for all we know, these were Sarah's best friends in L.A. But to them, her death seems like less of a loss and more of a fun escape from their boring lives. Well, yeah. Why do you think they brought us down here in the first place? Context is king. It's just... sad, you know? How little people care when someone dies these days. How they really only care about the mystery behind it. You know, when I was an actual non-fired police officer, I used to care way too much about my cases. I became bitter, jaded, I uh, drove myself crazy. And then I became a PI, and I decided not to care at all, which is also not great. This matters to you, which is awesome because you're a really good kid. But the longer you do this, the more garbage people you'll run into. So just, just make sure not to let that shittiness of the outside world creep into the goodness that fills you. Otherwise, you know, what's the point, right? Wow, that's not bad. Is that like a quote from someone? Yeah, it's, it's my ex-fiance. Again, context is king. Welcome, welcome to our humble abode. Don't mind the mess. Not to speak ill of the dead, but it's mostly Zoe's. It's like all of Zoe's. The small three-bedroom apartment that Zoe, Kara, and Jaden shared was technically a two-bedroom apartment. But there was a thin curtain hung up on tension rods that blocked off an awkward subsection of the living room. And this was presumably the third bedroom. That's where Zoe stayed, but it was fine for her because she was always in and out of town. So what'd she do for work? We told you, we're actors. So what'd she do for work? Oh, like for pay? I think she worked at a coffee shop in K-Town. And she traveled for that job? Oh, no, no, no. She was barely there. She had a few boy toys who would take her out of town. Some sugar daddies who would fly her around in their private jets at the drop of a dime. A couple dimes. It's how she afforded her wardrobe. Or these shoes of hers that I'm currently wearing. But only to honor her memory. And because they match her eyes. They really do, though. Did, did you ever meet any of her boyfriends? Like, maybe hear a name get thrown around? Oh, no. Zoe was mucha secretive. Never let anyone look at her phone, took her laptop with her everywhere. Both of which are still missing. Homemade that money, though. Which we say lovingly. I would have killed to get in on that if I wasn't so busy with acting. And you said there was stuff you wanted to show us, right? Like, 
physical stuff mm -hmm. that we could see instead of listening to you talk. Oh, yeah, we do. You're going to love it. It's in the back. Ben and I followed them the 10 to 12 steps to the back of their apartment, where they opened a narrow closet that jutted out beside the fridge. And bolted to the bottom of that closet floor was a small steel box with a combination lock. Is that a gun safe? In name only. We don't own guns. But I do have a knife. Which is mostly ornamental. The safe came with the apartment, but since our doors are pretty thin and this isn't the best neighborhood, we uh, store some valuables in here while we're gone. You know, jewelry, passports. Sag cards, which neither of us have yet. yet. But our friend Zoe, or whatever, Sarah, she'd sometimes use it to store something else. Let me see if I can. Ta-da! I thought you said she took her phone everywhere. Yeah, her main one. This is her burner phone. Like we said, our girl had herself some secrets. The Hunt, question mark, is created, written, and directed by Eric Wong. Produced by Stephen Pipps, Eric Wong, and Aaron Merrill. Edited by Aaron Merrill and Eric Wong. Audio engineering by Aaron Merrill and Will Katsopoulos. Sound design and mixing by Armin Arush and Aaron Merrill. With script supervising by John Sherry. And assistant directing by Gabby McCullough. Starring Taylor Owen, Gil Hyzon, Tasha Sill, and that topic. With additional voices by John B. Steins, James Neal, Davina Heflin, Marguerite H. Noki, Polina Bugembe, Diego Ray, Clark Rothenberg, Vesper North, Paul Goldman, Tori Jimenez, Nathan Hengstebeck, Nicole Casagna, and Will Katsopoulos. With original artwork by Brian Wong and original compositions by Armin Arouche. 